Welcome to NACSW's Podcast of the Month. Our podcast program makes available 20-minute samples of recordings of a wide variety of NACSW presentations and discussions on topics of particular interest to Christians in social work. Our Podcast of the Month program features a new sample podcast every 30 days for your listening pleasure. In addition, you can access the full-length version of this and all NACSW podcasts at no cost simply by becoming a member of NACSW or by ordering a copy of this podcast at a reasonable cost on NACSW's online bookstore. We hope you enjoyed today's sample podcast. I'm reminded that all the things that I've done in my life have come by the grace of God. I have never planned to do all of that. But I'm pleased to have been invited to speak to you to share my Christian perspective on trauma, change, and hope. What I hope to achieve is the stimulation of your spirit, the activation of your love in action, your faith, and hope in yourself as change agents through Christ and for our clients. I think a text, a prophetic text, that's dear to my heart because I'm disturbed by what we are experiencing in this society, in this country, and the nation. And I see a reliving of the kinds of sinfulness and lack of acknowledgement of God and the knowledge of God all around the world. So my text has to do with our ears. The fourth chapter of Hosea, verse through the sixth verse. I'm going to read the text from the New Revised Standard Bible give you a quick interpretation and get into my topic. Now I am visually challenged because there's no light here. <laughs> so I'm going to possibly struggle to see what I'm reading here. Here's the word of the Lord. People are different. For the Lord has complaints against the inhabitants of the land. Thank you. There is no faithfulness or loyalty, and no knowledge of God in the land. Swearing, lying, and murder, and stealing, and adultery break out. Bloodshed follows bloodshed. Therefore, the land mourns, and all who live in it languish together with the wild animals and the birds of the air, even the fish of the sea are perishing. Yet, let no one contend, let no one accuse, for with you is my contention, O priest. You shall stumble by day, the prophets also shall stumble. They shall stumble with you by night, and I will destroy your mother, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I reject you from being a priest to me and 
since you have forgotten the law of your God, I also will forget your children. God bless the reading, the hearing, and the doing of his word. Thank you. Now, what I hope to do is to put that Old Testament text in context of what we are experiencing now and how it relates to our work. The lack of knowledge of God sends us in all kinds of directions. If we don't know where we're going, anything will get you there. And anything would do. Hosea was prophesied against the lack of knowledge of God and the sexual sins, the activities of the priests and the people in departing from the love of God, ultimately a lack of love of themselves and acting on that love toward the neighbor, everybody other than themselves. <coughs> They were not dealing with the issues of the social structure of society at that time. The priests are priests to the people, but they were gaining resources for themselves and letting the people languish. And even the land was having difficulty. Because we are supposed to be coterminous with nature from beginning to end, from creation to revelation. That was not happening. I see that in society today, in the heavenly professions, in politics, in every sphere of life. Key scriptural notes for me are my people are destroyed by a lack of knowledge. I want you to ask yourself this basic question. What shall we do as child welfare workers? What shall you do as a child welfare worker? Now, the answer to that is also in the Old Testament prophets. The prophet Michael has given us our role as Christians. He has shown you, O Lord, what is good and what does the Lord require of you but to do justice, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. So Micah 6, 8. To do this requires knowledge of what to do and the strength to love. We must have the strength to put love in action. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. If we don't know how to love and implement that in our daily lives and in our professional lives, we cannot work effectively. We as Christians often fail to see the fundamental Christian beliefs in work 
in secular society. I see the ritual of church practice, not the activities of love and action in the larger society. Typically, churches have service on the Sunday, Bible study, and our teaching on Tuesday night or Wednesday night, and repeat that activity year after year. Without teaching the love of Christ as a core part of our lives and actions daily in what we do with and through others, as a regular, normal part of how we live our lives and our work. Fundamental Christian principles for dealing with the other are twofold. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy mind, all thy soul, all thy strength, and thy neighbor as thyself. Also, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. These principles exemplify loving God totally, being transformed by that love, and then giving away in service to others. Giving away in service to our neighbor. And our neighbors are everybody other than ourselves. So it is not only inherent in Scripture, it is inherent in whomever is a Christian. It's inherent in our families. It's inherent in our neighborhoods. It's inherent in our work. It's inherent in our nation. And I see a departure from an understanding of the implementation of love and action and its negative consequences. We must recognize that we must become those transformed non-conformists to this world to make a difference in our work, in our families, and in our communities. Now, understanding trauma, change, and hope in our world must embrace those two central principles of love. It is an issue of knowledge and love in action. Hear this. They who know not and know not that they know not, they are fools. Shandam. They who know not and know they know not, they are simple. Teach them. They who know and know not, they know. They are asleep. Awake them. Those who know and know they know, they are wise. Follow them. We must not be foolish. We must not be simple. We must not be asleep. We must be wise. Now, what is wisdom in dealing with trauma, change, and hope in welfare? Wisdom is recognizing the impact of personal, social, and natural disasters in trauma and its comprehensiveness. The impact 
is comprehensive because every aspect of the entire lives of people are affected. What needs to be done to ameliorate the disastrous consequences must be comprehensive and multidimensional. Some of you stood up when the issue was raised was who relates to the micro aspects of social work. Some of you stood up when the question was asked, who relates more to the macro aspects of social work? My contention is that they must go together. They must go together. The consequences of the effects are not often understood and dealt with appropriately and comprehensively by those of us in child welfare. The impact of trauma may distort the basic physiological, sensory, emotional, cognitive, behavior, and social functioning and spiritual meaning systems. Both social trauma, personal trauma, and natural disasters have the same effect on the comprehensive dimensions of people's lives. Case managers, social workers, and therapists need to understand the trauma and its impact on these dimensions. They must be dealt with in recovery and rehabilitation and assistance in the reconstruction of the lives of the clients in a comprehensive and sensitive manner. Very importantly, in order for positive changes to be sustained, change must occur in all interrelated dimensions of our lives. The neglect and abuse of our clients, what they receive often changes in thoughts, there is confusion, problems with concentration, memory, attention, thinking that they should have done something to prevent the disaster, are common. There are changing feelings, anxiety, worry, worry about one's safety and on the safety of others. There's helplessness, lack of control, sadness, depression, hopelessness, loneliness, anger, irritability, guilt, shame, insecurity, feelings of being overwhelmed, their physical reactions of fatigue, stomach aches, headaches, rapid heartbeats, shakiness, their change in behavior, fighting, having tantrums, cleaning, refusing to separate or be alone, disinterest in usual activities, poor hygiene or self-care, avoiding or withdrawing from others as activities, inactivities, changing patterns of problems, having problems with eating and sleeping, poor school performance, acting out, engaging in risky behavior, and very importantly, questioning the goodness of God and our loss of belief and faith in a good and just God. All of those systems must be dealt with when we develop our treatment plans for individuals and our family plans. When we neglect Integrating all the multidimensional, multi-factors that affect all of the aspects of humanity, we often don't succeed. A comprehensive care team of case managers, 
social workers, psychotherapists, medical doctors, and psychiatrists as a team are needed to adequately address the issues of children and families. I think you social workers call it wraparound service. I would also add clergymen. We have to get our churches involved and break the ritual of church and get them involved in the reality of what's happening to the families in their congregation and, and also have to get them involved in non-Christian families. When I was a child over 60 years ago, 80% of the population in the United States went to church. In every major population center in the United States, it's now 40% or less. And we ask ourselves, why are we having all the moral, ethical problems in our youth? Without moral, ethical guidance, without the knowledge of moral, ethical guidance, the changes have been predictable. There are some guiding principles that we must call the knowledgeable about. No one who experiences a disaster or trauma is left untouched. Most people get themselves together and function during and after the disaster or trauma. However, their effectiveness is diminished. Also, mental health concerns are broad. They run the gamut of preparedness, response and recovery, and also regression. Stress and grief are normal responses to an abnormal situation. Survivors and victims respond to active, genuine interests and concerns, and initial mental health assistance in a disaster or trauma is often more practical than psychological nature. For example, making a telephone call, helping the media family, just listening, Presence is often important. Reassuring, comforting. Some persons may experience anger, frustration, and feelings of helplessness, and some may reject assistance altogether. Because this meaningful system, the meaning system has been transformed. They don't feel valued, and they don't feel valued by their God. If there is a good God, why is there suffering? A major issue throughout history. Why do good people suffer? Because many of my clients see God as a puppeteer who reaches down and manipulates every human being in the world. If I am a good person and there is a good God, why does God allow bad things to happen to me? They don't understand that God has allowed human choices and natural disasters to affect people. God sends rain on the just and the unjust. And that's a difficult issue to have people understand and comprehend. Facilitating hope. 
spite of these situations, hope and change must be facilitated in dealing with children and families. Hear these words. The whole is greater than the sum of its parts. The whole is greater than the sum of its parts. Families are more than just the addition of the individuals. Thank you for listening today to this 20-minute sample of NACSW's Podcast of the Month featured selection. Just a reminder that you can access the full-length version of this and all NACSW podcasts at no cost by simply becoming a member of NACSW or by ordering a copy of this podcast at a reasonable cost on NACSW's online bookstore. We also hope that you will consider participating in additional NACSW activities and events, including NACSW's upcoming convention in the fall, our quarterly audio conference workshops, which provide CEUs accredited by the Association of Social Work Boards, and our online continuing education program. Also, we invite you to join NACSW's Facebook group or our Facebook fan page. For additional information about these and other NACSW benefits and services, you can go to our website at www.nacsw.org. Thanks again for listening in to our podcast session today.